The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Feeling better? Looking better. Making life better. It's Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Connor. Welcome to the show, everyone. Amanda, welcome back. Whoa, did you hear that new intro? (laughs) And it has a new name that's so crazy. We're just just all kinds of bells and whistles, including your wedding <laughs> bell that we heard all the way here in Boston. How was your wedding? It was, Byron, you know, I'm not even exaggerating. It was literally the wedding of the century. It was so over the top and phenomenal. And, I mean, in the midst of all these weird, cold, rainy days, we had the one single most perfect weather day. It was 72 degrees and full sun, and everything worked out perfectly. There was not one single problem. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Best day of my life. Wow. That's exciting, and and (laughs) so glad that happened. So everyone uh, laughed hard and cried hard at the right time and then started laughing again. Oh, yeah. Everything just went so perfectly. We actually, I lie, there was one little mix-up, but no one told me about it until after the wedding because they were worried that that it would upset me. But apparently the limo never showed up to pick up the groomsmen to bring them to the wedding ceremony. Just never showed up. Isn't that crazy? So, you know, thankfully we had some flexible dudes who jumped in their cars and and drove over. But, God, if I would known about that, I probably would have had a little breakdown. I would feel sorry for the limo company <laughs> if they had <laughs> I, to experience your wrath and calling wrath, them up. They shall. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you could get them to bring a limo up to Boston to take some of your friends out as a as a right? as some as a repay for that that error. But uh, but well, let's let's zone in on the honeymoon and then mm-hmm. this show. We're so excited to have Marlene back on the show and, and talk Yay. with us about the flu. So we're going to tune into that in just a minute. But a couple more questions for Mandy. So the honeymoon, Spain. Tell us about that. Yeah, we went to uh, Barcelona, which was amazing. Everyone says Barcelona is a phenomenal city. It is. It's, there's so much culture. You know, the Picasso Museum was awesome. It's a young, hip city. It was great. You know, we ate dinner just like everyone else did at 11 o'clock at night, which is, you know, so not what the, the Americans do. But it was awesome. We had so much fun. And then we went to Mallorca, which uh, is a, a beautiful little island off the coast of Spain. Um, super cool. And it's not a typical American vacation destination, so we did not run into any other American while we were there. Interesting side note. Happy that, that you're lucky. Good for you. Yeah. Um, Super of course cool. that of course you failed to tell everybody you actually never left your hotel room while you were there. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed in and I, I, I finished up on my knitting and my reading. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. It sounds like a great trip. Well let's take a little break everyone and then we'll be back with Marlene and, and hopefully we'll get a few more tips from you on your on your fabulous trip, if not this show and in future shows. But congratulations to you. Happy for you and your husband. Whoa. Thank you. I know. Isn't that weird? (laughs) (laughs) And let's take a break. We'll be back in just a minute with Marlene. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. 
AffiliateContracts.com is an affiliate network like no other. Hands-on account management right from setup gives personal attention with continual account optimization. And our affiliates will attest our offers consistently pay more money every single day. Seriously. And hey, want to make a lot of money fast? Check out our unbeatable, I mean unbeatable insurance offers. Higher conversions with programs that are sustainable and scalable because AffiliateContracts.com is committed to you for the long run. Bigger payouts, higher conversions, and attention you expect from dedicated affiliate managers. AffiliateContracts.com. That's what the affiliate world needs. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the e-com experts. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And now, back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. Marlene, welcome to the show again. Hi, thank you, and congratulations. That was fabulous. <laughs> The honeymoon more than the wedding. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might have to have a whole session dedicated to mental health and marriage, Marlene. You might have to have that up for us as well. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, we're so excited to learn some, some facts and data to help make the world a better place one tip at a time, especially regarding the flu. What, what's your take on it? What should we be doing? You know, I want to I want to kind of start with the flu. Everybody's familiar with who Louis Pasteur is. He uh-huh. was the uh, scientist who who uh, introduced the germ theory to the world, and his associate is uh, was <laughs> they're both dead. His associate was Andre Bouchamp, and Andre Bouchamp um, proved something very interesting. And he's what's known as the father of pleomorphism. And I'll kind of explain that in layman terms in a second. But the, the premise of his, his findings is that we inhale and we swallow, typically, those are the two ways um, that we inhale and swallow antigens. So that would be, you know, spore virus, et cetera. Um, and once we inhale or swallow the antigen, then our immune system is designed 
to kill it. So if our immune system is not strong enough to go up and kill it, we may have an allergic reaction to it, or it may grow and develop as something. So what Andre Bouchamp um, determines scientifically is that if your basic pH balance is too acidic, it creates an environment that if you were to inhale or swallow um, a virus, that it could then grow and develop in your system, and you would end up, you know, becoming ill with it. However, if you were uh, had a strong immune system and you were in balance, meaning you had um, the right amount of alkalinity versus acidity within your, your, your physical being, that it would be the wrong environment because anything bad, whether it be bacteria, fungus, virus, requires acid to grow. It requires an acidic environment to grow. So on that premise, then, that's the, you know, he's basically the father of pH body balance. Um, and what I do, phbodybalance.com. But Andre Bouchamp uh, also determined something else that's pretty fascinating, and that is if you inhale, um, say, a virus or swallow a virus and or it gets into your bloodstream, and your bloodstream is balanced as it should be, it will actually pleomorphize into something healthier. If it is acidic, it will pleomorphize into something bigger and badder, you know. So that's why some people get the flu for an extended period of time. Some people get deadly ill. Other people go two or three days, they get well, things like that. The way our body is in balance determines um, how severe we severe our reaction is to um, an antigen. So did you follow? Did I explain that well? <laughs> so far, so good. I only okay, have 20 okay. questions so, so far. So now we come to present. Now we come to present day, and um, we have you know a society that is um, has been inundated with you know degraded food and and degraded water and for the most part degraded air. And so you look back, you know, you look back on that, and you see that it's really been an issue for many many years, and we've just not done anything about it. But in the advent of the food becoming more degraded, we've also added now fast food and and processed food and canned food and all these other kinds of things that don't provide the nutrition. So consequently, most people are out of whack. So in today's terms, we need something more than just being imbalanced and a stronger immune system because we also need to do some uh, protection. The other thing that's interesting today is that because there are so many um, prepackaged drinks, most people are dehydrated because they're not getting the, uh, the water they need. You know, and we've talked about lemon in the water before on many, many calls. You know, I'm always an advocate of putting fresh lemon in the water, fresh lemon on your salad, fresh lemon in salad dressing, fresh lemon everywhere with good oil. And I want to explain today kind of why. And why is that lemon um, reduces the surface tension of water. So the surface tension of water is they measure it in dynes. You know, that makes no sense, but I mean, because I don't even know what a dyne is, but they measure it in dynes, and, and water is 75 dynes on the average. And when you add lemon to water, then it becomes 33 dynes. And what all that means is that it becomes wetter to the body. So the fewer the dynes, the more wet it is. And what that means is that we have 20 different cell sizes in our body. So if we want our water that we drink to hydrate all those different sizes of cells, it's better to put lemon in it because your body will hold on to the water to extract the, the phytonutrition out of the lemon and 
because the lemon makes the water wetter, it will hydrate our cells better. So lemon with fresh water is essential between now and whenever the um, this crisis is over because it allows us to be hydrated. The more hydrated we are, and also post-digestively, uh, lemon will raise your pH. It'll, it'll increase your balance. Uh, pre-digestively, it's acidic, but as it goes through the digestive process, it actually becomes highly alkaline. So it's actually a pH balancer for your body. So lemon's amazing, and there's a lot of research on it, and you can Google lemon and pH body balance. You can go to my site, and you can see it, and you can really see why, why lemon's critical. Um, so hydration, and using fresh lemon increases hydration. The other thing is nutrition. We're not getting, everybody knows we're not, you know, they go through the day and, and what your body requires and what we're getting, there's, there's a disparity. You know, what we're giving ourselves and what we actually need, there's, there's always, you know, we're, we're operating like a, a bank account in the red. And so during this time, it's really important to increase the bank account or increase the savings account of nutritional well-being. The way I do that, and, you know, it's rare that I talk specifically to specific products, but I think I want to do it today because there's a reason. And, and green, whole food greens, and we talked about greens a couple years ago, I think, but whole food greens are the easiest way to absorb um, nutrition because when you eat a fruit or a vegetable, they vitamins and minerals are cofactored, meaning Broccoli has all the vitamins and minerals in it, and your body can accept all those vitamins and minerals because they come out of broccoli. When you do a whole green supplement, and um, I prefer a company today called, you know, Asante because they have an organic green, and I buy organic vegetables, so now I want to move into an organic green. Um, what happens is you can absorb all the vitamins and nutrition so much easier, even if your uh, system is compromised because it can bypass your digestion and go right into your uptake. So to me, that's almost better than a multivitamin. The other thing is, so we've covered the hydration and the nutrition part of it. The other thing is not overloading at night because your healing cycle, the, the, the cycle that makes you well or healthiest occurs while you're asleep. And it does not occur if any part of your body is still working, including digestion. And I think we've covered that on other subjects kind of briefly. But if you go to bed clear of any digestion, you're going to have a much healthier healing cycle. If you go to bed hydrated and clear of digestion, you're going to have a much stronger healing cycle. And if you go to sleep with all the, all the green nutrition that you need and hydrated with the fresh lemon, um, with lemon water on your nightstand, you're going to have a much healthier healing cycle and you're going to wake up feeling better. And then there's Target. You know, we can, we can talk about Target a little bit, too, if you like. You know, different things that we're doing here in my home to protect ourselves from um, having the flu. So, Marlene, can I ask you a quick question? Pertaining to the idea of, you know, preparing and, and getting your immune boosted and, and making sure you're taking your vitamins, is there a chance that you could throw your body out of whack by over-preparing, by, by taking too many vitamins or by, you know, eating, eating too many, uh, you know, drinking too much lemon juice? Is, is there a balance that you've got to maintain here? Not really, because every, we're alkaline by design, but we're acidic by function. So every time you talk, think, breathe, eat, you are creating, you know, stress. You're creating acid. Mm -hmm. And so um, because we're probably 90% of us are out of whack anyway to some degree, 
doing the lemon juice is only going to pull you into balance. It's not going to take you the other way. It's not going to take you in the opposite direction. And when you take nutrition from whole food, if you by chance got extra nutrition, you would just pee it or poop it out. (laughs) (laughs) Your body would just flush it and say, oh, we don't need it, you know. It, would it? Probably not. You know, what, can you overtake? Yes. You know, I wouldn't suggest somebody go on to uh, whole food green capsules and do the maximum dose if they've never taken them before. I'd say start out with a couple, go up to a couple more, go up to, you know, and go on to it slowly. That, I, I would say yes. You want to do extra nutrition a little bit slower than, than uh, powering down what it says on the bottle if you've never done it before. Got it. But not so much with the lemon and the water. The lemon and the water does miraculous things. Mm-hmm. Couple questions for you. <clears throat> well, lots really. But um, when we're talking about global epidemic, uh, you know, it, it's a scary concept and, and one that everyone is really clinging to to learn as much facts and data. I've got a couple things I want to throw at you that I've just sort of heard are, uh, you know, are really important. The first concept is this whole sort of, you know, H1N1 concept that it is basically going to be impossible for us to not come in contact with this virus. Um, Is that true or false? And the other part of that is this concept that um, really the problem is, it's a problem of, of proliferation of the virus once we come in contact with it. So that, if you will, is the enemy. So we're probably going to come in contact with it. Is that true or false? It's going to probably come through our nose or our mouth or our throat. And at that point, when it enters our body, that's the point of proliferation where it can grow. I've also heard that it once you get the infection in you, um, it actually takes two or three days after the initial infection in the throat or the nasal cavity, wherever it is, uh, to proliferate and to show characteristics of the symptoms. So you can catch it and start treating it. Is my assessment there correct? Well, my approach is a little bit different with it, and yes, I think it's true. We're probably all going to be coming in contact with it. I, I, I do believe that. But the other thing is if you go on to the, you know, the, um, the, the, the real statistics worldwide, um, worldwide, what do we have 6.8 billion people, is that right, do you think? Uh, that I seems about that? right to me, yeah. I think and that's right. And the flu right. is the biggest killer, not, not, not the swine but flu, right? For this H1N1, 4,500 mm-hmm. deaths on 6.8 billion. Yep. Okay, so it's not as it appears to be in terms of the right. fatalities. However, out of those 4,500 deaths, um, 3,500 are in North America. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a little tilted, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that, that includes uh, Canada, Mexico, and, and the U.S., of course. But mm-hmm. um, it's still a little interesting that, 30, that you know, what is that, 80% of them? Is that, yeah, 80% of them are in, you know, on our North continent. America, yeah. And that, of course, <laughs> but it's still Mexico, not a big, where, big where, number. Where the, where the now, percentages. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. thought it was fascinating. But, and, and then in terms of um, uh, how it affects you, you know, um, I, I find this H1N1 to um, go to the lungs, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that it's the, the lungs are extremely vulnerable to this. And I can tell you what we're doing to not allow it. Now, mm. silver is really underrated. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's also very under, uh, misunderstood. There's a mm-hmm. lot of different uh, there's a lot of different levels of silver, and and it goes according to size or parts per million. Now, remember, I was talking about the 20 different cell sizes, and then parts per million on silver simply mean how many cells can it get through, or does mm-hmm. it just affect the environment and the cells uptake it? But what we're doing is we're creating a um, a nasal spray of um, silver and zinc ionic or angstrom minerals, which are small enough in particle form. They're, they're smaller than colloidal. They're small enough in particle form that you can use it as a nasal spray, um, and you can also, and we're using, we're suggesting people use the pump spray because that's what we're doing. Uh-huh. And we're pumping, and what that does is because silver is not just an antibacterial antifungal, and zinc is not just an immune builder, but what happens is it also acts as a second immune system. Uh-huh. So as long as you're using it as a nasal spray, now I've used it for years when I get on planes, when I go shopping at the mall, this and that. Now what we're doing as a family is we each carry one, and um, we're using that um, in, in mostly it's silver with a little zinc. The other thing that we're doing is we're using um, what's what's called living clay, and living clay is a montmorillonite clay, and when I was talking earlier about um, acid and alkaline in the body, another way to describe it is negative ions and positive ions. Anything that's negative is extremely good in the body. Anything that's positive can be a toxin or, or something the body's trying to eliminate. So, so the whole idea of pH body balance is uh, balancing the negative to the positive ions. This clay has an extraordinarily high negative charge. And what that means is anything with a positive charge, any kind of bacteria, virus, toxin, um, is going to be attracted to it like a magnet because um, that's, that's how it works with negative-positive. Like, you know, we use magnets. And then the clay absorbs it and processes it through. So if you were to take the clay internally, a teaspoon of clay and a few ounces of water, it would go through your um, digestive and it would go through your elimination, and it would pull all the toxins and anything else that wasn't good. So we're also doing that as a preventive because the other thing that makes you vulnerable to um, to having the flu for, you know, to have it worse than you would have, would normally have it. So say you have a strong immune system. I believe that you can have the strongest immune system in the world, and you can probably also, um, this thing can get a hold of you. Will it last? the three or four weeks that it would on somebody else, probably not. Probably a few days to a week, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're doing clay, um, which is what we're doing every day, what you're doing is kind of a passive cleanse that doesn't affect anything else other than it's constantly getting rid of the debris that's in your body during this you know, time frame. And so we're doing the silver with a little zinc, and we're also doing um, a calcium silver shots. So, so if somebody's feeling, you know how you get feeling a little bit off? Um, you can do a, an ionic calcium, which raises the pH of your body and makes all the anything bad vulnerable, and then a silver shot, which then has much more powerful strength because everything's vulnerable. And so we're doing things like that, and um, and a lot of hand washing. So we have signs too in our house when people come in, they wash their hands. When our you know our 13 year old comes home from school, he washes his hands. Whenever I walk in the door, I wash my hands. And we're just trying to make it a habit instead of 
picking things up, putting things down, and then rubbing your eyes, which is another orifice. You don't think mm-hmm. about it, but, you know, it's all it's all there. Yep. You know, ears, hands eyes, nose, approach. mouth. <laughs> Major prevention so, there. The hands-off-the-face approach I've heard is really big. There's another one that I want to ask you about, though. It's, it's garlic, um, gargling twi- twice a day with, with warm salt water. The salt water is extraordinary. That is, um, actually, I should have said that first, because, well, and you want to use either Himalayan, Celtic, or real R-E-A-L salt because it carries all the trace minerals of your body, so it's very, very adaptable to your body fluid. And um, and yes, because if you're keeping your throat, and see, salt carries a neutral pH. And so what you're basically doing is you're alkalizing your throat a few times a day. So, yes, we have salt at our... Um, uh, we're brushing our teeth with clay, and we're doing salt and then doing the silver sprays as preventive going out. Button up my package, and I want all of it mailed to me in a day. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> with instructions again, in detail. Again, yeah. so we're clear on this. So a flu virus is going to likely hit my body several times. It's going to hit my body through the nostrils, the mouth, and the throat. It is going to take that virus two to three days after initial infection to uh, proliferate right, and begin to show well, characteristics of the symptoms. Well, it's going to depend on you. The healthier However, you are, the faster you're going to notice it. What gargling can, while it's in my body, if I gargle two, a couple times a day, um, I can knock it out of my body and, and have the same, and, and basically kill it, right? Yeah, it won't pass if it goes through your mouth. Right, it, it, it's, it, but it's killing it. It's killing the virus. No, it's not killing it. It's not allowing it to live. Oh, it's not allowing it to live. Okay, now I get it. There's a difference because what it's done, it's created an environment that it can't survive. Okay. See, okay. it needs acid to survive. If you're gargling and you're raising the pH of your throat and you're also infusing it with a, a lot of minerals and so forth from the salts that I mentioned, then you're creating an environment that it can't exist. I see. see? Okay. And All if right. it did exist, it would be weak. Got it. All right. Now, here's another one. Warm liquids, right? Tea, coffee, etc. We can talk about coffee later, but drinking warm liquids, <laughs> right, drinking warm liquids has the same effect as garlicking, but in the reverse direction, right? You're basically washing off the proliferating virus from the throat into the stomach where it cannot survive. Correct. Well, whether you're eating or drinking, um, what they're, you know, what a lot of the the uh, naturopaths are suggesting is that you gargle afterwards. So you're doing it after a meal. So you're doing it in the morning when you brush your teeth, and you're doing it after a meal, and then you're doing it the next time you, re- you know. So it's mm-hmm. not just. So what we're doing, actually, I can tell you how we're gargling is we've actually, we're using the Himalayan rock. So you're doing it in the morning when you brush your teeth, and you're doing it after a meal, and then you're doing it the next time you, you know? So it's mm-hmm. not just, so what we're doing, actually, I can tell you how we're gargling, is we've actually, we're using the Himalayan rock. So you're doing it in the morning when you brush your teeth, and you're doing it after a meal, and then you're doing it the next time you, you know? So it's mm-hmm. not just, so what we're doing, actually, I can tell you how we're gargling, is we've actually, we're using the Himalayan rock. So you're doing it in the morning when you brush your teeth, and you're doing it after a meal, and then you're doing it the next time you, you know? So it's mm-hmm. not just, so what we're doing, actually, I can tell you how we're gargling, 
is we've actually, we're using the Himalayan rock. So you're doing it in the morning when you brush your teeth, then you're doing it after a meal, and then you're doing it the next time you brush, you know? So it's mm-hmm. not just, so what we're doing, actually, I can tell you how we're gargling, is we've actually, we're using the Himalayan rocks that, you know, you get the rock salts and these, like, little rocks. They look like little stones. Mm-hmm. And you soak them in water, and it's interesting because water absorbs to 26, um, uh, it's a 26 to 1 ratio that water will absorb salt, and then the salt is basically identical to your um, uh, body solution, and we're gargling that way, and then just swallowing it. Mm. So, okay, you don't have to do that. You can just sprinkle some on. You can put it on your hand, lick it, add some water, and gargle. Mm. You know, you don't have to do all that, you know, stuff. You can just, you know, have a salt shaker, shake it on the top of your hand like before a, you know, tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, now you're <laughs> and, talking Amanda's yeah, language. Yeah, and lick it off, add some water, swish it around your mouth, gargle, and swallow. You're done. So actually, so 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 go have drink the salt, basically. Yeah, that's what you're doing, but you're gargling before it goes down. You're holding it. It's just like, um, you know, the longer you can hold it in your throat, the more, the more, uh, the stronger it'll be, the stronger it'll work. But, um, yeah, so it's intended, actually, you're right, you know, if you eat and you drink, you're going to be um, uh, taking everything with it into the stomach that's there. But if you're gargling afterwards, then you're then you you're protecting yourself again. Can I use this? Is a really crazy question, but I have this product called um, Oligomer Seawater Bath uh, Lyophilized, containing many trace elements. This bath this bath is among is both invigorating and relaxing for the body and helps revitalize the skin. Is that just a sea salt that I could drink? It depends. A lot of times, and I don't know that one specifically, but a lot of times they will use some um, essential oils in there, so it may not be just, and it this may is be just a grade of ingredient, salt The ingredients are just pure Morris sea salt. Sea right, salt. but usually in the bath products, they use a lower grade. Ah, uh, It's not okay. clean. You know, it's not, like, ingestible. Okay, all right, so so what so back to the preventive elements, how about this one? Sort of just blowing your nose once a day really hard to try to cleanse uh, Well going back to the salt water, what we're doing is um, doing we're doing one spray with uh, salt water in it. Salt water to taste like your tears. So when you make salt water, you add salt to water and you taste it until it tastes like your tears. You don't want it real, real strong, right? Right. And then like, but you can also buy like Ocean or one of the other salines at the um, drugstore if you don't want to go the natural route. And you use the saline before you use the silver spray. And, mm. um, and what that does is it cleanses the sinuses, and then you use the silver, and then the silver is absorbed through the um, uh, nasal passages. Hmm. So one cleanses, the other absorbs, and it's really the way to go. Hmm. Mandy, I know you have some questions, but here's one more. Do you believe in the flu shot? No. How about the swine flu shot? No. Go natural. I believe that taking the, you know, and I told Mandy that I'm probably controversial on this, and that, um, but I've researched and studied the ingredients, and, uh, I personally would not, will not, and uh, and advocate the opposite because I don't believe that the the 
ingredients are conducive to a healthy body, and I don't believe that, um, in general, the flu shots change your um, positioning on whether or not you ingest the flu. And history shows you all the way through on vaccinations that there was more incidence post the vaccine than pre the vaccine. Mm. So if you were to look up if you, if you were to look up all the different vaccinations, um, that's what you find. You find the bell curve um, post, not pre. Interesting. So, Marlene, it depends on your say... it depends on your DNA and your um, physical structure. You know, there's a lot of controversy over vaccinations and autism. And the reason that there's a lot of controversy is because if um, your DNA is such that you cannot chelate and you cannot um, process that for whatever reason that the the materials, which I find in some cases uh, deplorable, um, out that they'll go to your brain and. I think that, that people should be researching exactly what's in a vaccine, item by item, and decide if they would ingest that or not. Mm. So, Marlene, let's say that someone I know may have already gone and gotten her flu shot before she left for Barcelona. <laughs> I would be doing a lot of clay. <laughs> <laughs> how how badly have I potentially screwed up my system, and and how can I make sure that that nothing goes wrong? I would make it. I would if if hypothetically somebody I knew had gotten the flu shot, I would say I would do a teaspoon of clay and a couple of ounces of water three or four times a day for the next month. Okay, got it. Because the clay will attract all the toxicity and move it out before it has a chance to take root. Good. I can do that. Byron, have you ever gotten a flu shot before? I have not for many, many years now. And I've, oh, good. knock on wood, I've never gotten the flu. <clears throat> well, you know, we did a, uh, all the news just media a survey of just people. We asked, like, you need to go get these, these fine flu shots now. You know, it's, it's hard to decipher what you should and shouldn't do. Well, global epidemics are scary things. And, you know, um, we all, you know, I think, the medical field in general has fueled itself off of, you know, such ec- such global epidemics. But the stats really are pretty pretty staggering with regards to the number of actual flu deaths in the course of the year, which I believe are in the tens of thousands, you know, um, just for the normal flu that we all know about. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's much it's, – it, there are some – statistics that you need to pay some pretty close attention to before you start, you know, injecting a dead virus in your body under the premise that it may help you, uh, you know, uh, be more resistant to, to the, to the virus. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure which, which camp I'm in, but with prevention, you know, um, hand washing, we talked about garlicking, lemon water. Um, what's the balance of lemon water, by the way? I mean, I know you're an advocate of yeah, I make it by the half gallon and the gallon, and I use a, a half a cup for half a gallon and a full cup for a gallon, and I add a concentrated powdered stevia, so we drink it as lemonade. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Trader Joe's up there by you has a good concentrated powdered stevia. It's in a very small jar for about $10. Hmm. With kids, that's a real plus. Agree? 
Absolutely. The other thing is Roy the Thread T. It's you pronounce it like the man's name Roy, and then school bus bus, and it's spelled R O O I B O S. Roy bus. It's a South African red tea. Unlike uh, green tea, it doesn't have caffeine, but it has tons of tons of minerals and um, an extraordinary amount of antioxidants. And so we do red tea with the concentrated stevia. We make it iced, and we also drink it hot. It tastes like black tea. I use a non-dairy creamer and stevia. I'm British. And um, uh, so we make it iced, and we make lemonade, and those are our two drinks of choice. And then for the kids, we also take, this is an interesting little uh, shortcut for kids. You know how they like to drink these juice drinks and Kool-Aid and different things like that. What we do is use a herbal uh, berry tea. And we'll make it up with stevia, and, you know, it tastes just like one of the juice drinks. I will say Rubos is one of my absolute favorite teas. Excellent yeah, choice. Really good. I would highly recommend. And I like it We haven't talked enough about vitamin C before we close the show out yet, but uh, I know vitamin we want to get your thoughts on vitamin C. And you want to take it in a score-bait form. You know, my, one of my favorite products is Emergency, and I've told you that, you know, for years, too, because it is a, uh alkaline C, so it's like eating 12 oranges without any acid. Hmm. And it also has an enormous number of vitamin B, you know, the, the B count in it is, is very high. And they also have, Alistair now has a children's, uh, multivitamin with a with a great amount of C, and that's what we do for the kids. We give them that in the morning, and we go through this silver thing, and uh, and whole, and we give them the greens. So, like the greens, you can use powdered in children's food, and or capsules for the older kids, and it works really well. Um, and zinc will help boost the absorption of vitamins. Even in natural well, vitamins, zinc, correct? Zinc is a known immune builder, and so I just add a little ionic zinc to the silver spray to carry it. Um, at the same time, mostly what I want to use the silver for is to protect myself. And the zinc is just, you know, I hope it helps build the immune system while it's in there because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to protect yourself, A, and B, get stronger, you know, become stronger. And so the tips to becoming stronger go back to hydration, nutrition, and um uh, and then the protection, you know, that you're targeting. You know, for right now, we're targeting. You know, one of the things we do in my house is we have low-heat crockpot soups between now and uh, February. And, you know, how we do it is we make the soup with um, all the vegetables we can get our, you know, whatever's fresh. And we only use salt and pepper in the soup. And then in the bowls, we've already pre-made rice and pasta for the week. And, and we have fresh stuff like spinach and cilantro and parsley and and those three blend spices that you can get everywhere now from all different ethnic groups and then we build our own soup so somebody will put rice in the bowl they'll put uh, cilantro in the bowl you know maybe some diced tomatoes and avocado and then dump the hot soup on top you know with with the spice and then the spice becomes a supplement because you can it's not cooked through forever it's a fresh spice that's it. I'm moving in for two weeks to learn all of this. <laughs> well, that's an easy one, though, don't you think? You know, you just kind of throw it all in the crock pot and put yeah, it on low I, I love, and I love you make vegetables, you know, yeah. use a dry vegetable broth and let it go. Right, right, right. I love cooking briskets and, and things that, you know, typically were. Anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about this, this ionic spray and, and the pump spray and seriously, am I going to start you know, sporting up a spray and toting it around with me or what? what well, is, you is just this use really this small nasal spray, and yeah, I think it's definitely worth it. You don't have to carry the salt around with you. Um, you can if you like, but 
Um, I use the salt in them. You know, I do a whatever is in my bathroom. When I'm brushing my teeth, I do, you know, two or three things, and one of them is, you know, I do the uh, nasal spray and I do the silver spray before I walk out of the bathroom. And I have a nasal, uh, silver spray in my purse so that in case I'm out and about and I go, oh, I need to go to the mall, and I walk in and there's a gazillion people, I'll spray before I go in and wash my hands as I leave. Hey Byron, so, you know I you know that I hate cutting these conversations short, but we are way over our our little time limit. So why don't we cut our our time short for this week, and then next week, well, or next month when we've got Marlene back on, then we can explore more of these options for the flu, and we can also go through some great recipes for the winter to combat any further colds or flu viruses that might come up. That sounds great. I always just am uh, so excited to talk with you, Marlene. Are there any hot topics that you think for next month you might might be interested in sharing some light on? I think, you know, probably extending this conversation might be a good idea because next month we're going to be in uh, a more challenging position than we are now because what's going to happen is we're going to have the cold weather and the heaters going. Uh And uh, so then we have air to talk about, you know. Air. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's air discussion. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a pleasure to, really this, does change uh, everything. to talk with you, Marlene. <laughs> You're just such a great resource for all the listeners, and this is just one of our most popular downloadable shows. So I hope everyone enjoyed it. Thanks for being on the show once again. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll, th- we'll throw a few tips. And you were actually the present. The psychology of a new married woman hitting the, hitting the world. That's right, and now I can now I can make sure I'm staying healthier as I am hitting the world. Yep, now it's important. <laughs> Bye, guys. We need to build up the resistance for a single life <laughs> <laughs> and boost the married life <laughs> cells. All right, everyone, thanks for listening in. Until next week, I hope your life was a little bit smarter, better, faster, and flu-free. Right on. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. morning when you brush your teeth and you're doing it after a meal and then you're doing it the next time you re- you know so it's mm-hmm. not just so what we're doing actually i can tell you how we're gargling is we've actually we're using the himalayan rock so you're doing it in the morning when you brush your teeth and you're doing it after a meal and then you're doing it the next time you re- you know so it's mm-hmm. not just so what we're doing actually i can tell you how we're gargling is we've actually we're using the himalayan rock so you're doing it in the morning when you brush your teeth and you're doing it after a meal and then you're doing it the next time you re- you know so it's not just, so what we're doing, actually, I can tell you how we're gargling, is we've actually, we're using the Himalayan rock. So you're doing it in the morning when you brush your teeth, and you're doing it after a meal, and then you're doing it the next time you, you know? So it's not just, so what we're doing, actually, I can tell you how we're gargling, is we've actually, we're using the Himalayan rock. So you're doing it in the morning when you brush your teeth, and you're doing it after a meal, and then you're doing it the next time you, you know? So it's not just, so what we're doing, actually, I can tell you how we're gargling, is we've actually, we're using the Himalayan rock. So you're doing it in the morning when you brush your teeth.